The town of Rockville became the unlikely home to Indiana's first tuberculosis hospital. While their intentions seemed good, the facility tried to house only those with the best chance of survival. Even with this in mind, by the time the hospital closed, the death toll had made it into the thousands. The cure for TB left the massive campus in desperate need of new patients. This brought along a new mental health and assisted living facility. Though this brought new purpose and hope to the buildings, it did not take long for its reputation to be soiled. The mixing of mentally ill patients with the elderly, patients running away only to be found dead on the grounds days later, and a murder-suicide had caused irreparable damages to the facility's credibility, eventually leading to its abandonment. Although the halls have been empty for over a decade, it seems the spirits of the last century have started to find their way back into the halls of the Indiana State Sanatorium. Hello, you are listening to, or so they say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. And she's and back. back. She's back. <laughs> it didn't take long. No. I think you got... Not as long as I thought. Yeah, I think you just were starting to feel like immediately cooped up. Yes. <laughs> Y'all just got a call and you're like, uh, what are you doing on whatever day? Mm-hmm. And you were just driving. I was like, are you supposed to be driving? I am now. I feel fine. <laughs> I I had my child, everybody. Oh, yeah. There's a new child in the world. There is. So, like, that's wild. She's a precious angel. She is. She's actually in the other room being <laughs> quiet. I think she's going to sleep through this whole thing, truthfully. That's the hope. That is. I, oh, my God. Look, I like that she's here now, but the process of getting her here was the worst i don't even everything just that could go wrong went wrong for the most part with my yeah i feel like literally process yeah one lack of attentiveness two just weird nurses doctors i don't know and then three you just had all these weird instances and side effects and whatever that they're like well that doesn't usually happen but right (laughs) i've heard that so many times like well that's not normal but it's not impossible Un- yeah, yeah it's not un- unheard of and i'm like neat great so <laughs> whatever i'm recovering now i've taken care of m- some of my ailments <laughs> so yeah i mean like yeah welcome back <laughs> yes we have a new little investigator oh oh look at that like she- <laughs> don't worry she's not going anywhere anytime soon so we're not taking her anywhere yet but just know she will we're gonna raise her right <laughs> gonna just put her to sleep to ghost adventures every night (laughs) right oh my gosh oh man anyway yes i'm back yay i hope you all didn't miss me too much Mm. (laughs) i know i think if you can swing it i think we thought megan was gonna be gone for a lot longer than this and she got bored of being gone really quickly so well i didn't know what my recovery process is was gonna look like especially with the way things went i was afraid it was going to be much longer yeah i mean same honestly that's we had worked out a whole thing with brianna who did enjoy being i guess not here but a guest host for the podcast was more than willing to be a guest host for as long as we needed her to be and we appreciate that yeah thank you for filling in for me goodness yeah (laughs) 
but we are back and this is the first thursday of the month which means not only are we back and megan's back but we're back with a location that we have actually visited ourselves yes now i technically we both have visited this location i did go but not for the big investigation so right so, I at least got to see it in person at one time. So that's true. It was we've very actually, interesting. We've gone to this place multiple times. One was like a daytime to dusk tour of the whole, you know, grounds, grounds campus area. And then me and Maddie actually went, just the two of us, uh, on a, more recently. Yeah, for a, it was called like a flashlight tour. But there was no tour to be had. There was no guided anything. You literally showed up, paid, got your bracelet, and they're like, just make sure you're gone by midnight. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so there was no... We got a little paper that had the map and the places. And then each little building, like, they showed the number for the building and then had a little description of what each building was used for. And then they're like, well, good luck. <laughs> and they just sent us on our way. That's good. So where is it I know, that I was we getting visited? There. <laughs> so we visited the Indiana State Sanatorium in Rockville, Indiana. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it is not just one building. So this is technically, I think they actually had eight or nine. I should have grabbed the map, but they had eight or nine locations marked on there. So you've got three side houses. They were kind of like orderly houses. Um, well, two houses, one mansion, and I can't remember who that was for. I really should have just grabbed the paper, but Uh a mansion, two bungalows. There was a, this, so the thing about Indiana State Sanatorium, I real I'm not going to say it. You're going to get into it. Oh, okay. Uh, well, because they have like a little power plant. It's, it's all self-sufficient, which you might be getting into. Honestly, most of my history covers the three big facility buildings, not the living quarters. Okay, but like the purposes of the buildings, I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, you don't have to get into those. Okay, well, anyway, so there's like two houses, one mansion, the sanatorium, uh, another building that was eventually used as like nursing home stuff. There was a building for more intensive patients. There's a power, there's their water tower tunnels like this place literally has everything massive it's massive it's a very place. large it's a lot to cover so and what's crazy is the building itself and i'll get into this is very old but it's new on the paranormal scene if that makes sense yeah fairly new right yes yes well so that's just a quick tidbit we went to indiana state sanatorium this is this was our second visit uh, the second was the more in-depth visit for me and Maddie, mm-hmm. but we will get to that. Megan's actually going to tell us about the history. I am going to tell you the history. Hopefully I do all right. <laughs> a little rusty. I know, and it's I hear my child we- starting to fuss a little bit in the other oh, room. Oh, was that her? I have, we have I headphones so. on, so I can't really hear. She'll be all I've right. I've got mom ears now. So. Oh, gosh. I Is it sad I thought that was the dog crying? No. <laughs> No, that is my child. I don't even know where the dog's at. <laughs> Probably anyway. obsessing over the child. I know. Everyone's all up in her business, but that's okay. <laughs> anyway, most of my history, I'm using three websites uh, to cover the majority of the information. I'm going to be using IndyStar.com, which is the Indianapolis news station. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
en.everybodyweeky.com. Oh, Ooh. okay. And podpage.com, which I will, when I get to that, I'll give him a shout out because that actually does come from, it appears to come from another podcast, some of the information I'm grabbing from there. So I'll go ahead and shout them out when I get to that point, just so we know who we're talking to. Yes. All right. First thing I'm going to cover is just the history of the the buildings themselves. Yeah. Okay. The this is the that wiki page, whatever this is. I don't know why it's not yeah, weird something or other. Yeah. It's weird. Anyway, in nineteen oh five the state of Indiana was appointed a committee to investigate a need of a state run institution. Apparently state of Indiana did not have one yet anywhere. Okay. By nineteen oh seven they appropriated two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to purchase a site. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't look up any conversions, but I feel like that's a, b- a good chunk of change in 1907. Yes. A second committee was then determined to, or was created to determine where the site would actually be located. And eventually they landed on good old Rockville, Indiana, which seems so strange right. for the entire state of Indiana. It makes you wonder why, but who knows? Yeah. For all you Hoosiers listening, it's just why, why do we... We're, I feel like we live so close to so many unique things for the yeah, state of Indiana. Right. Well, depending on, I'm sh- certain you'll get into it. Like, Rockville is such a little blip on the map of Indiana, which is just a blip on the U.S. map, essentially. Oh, yeah. Like, Indiana is substantial, but pretty small in the grand scheme of things. And mm-hmm. Rockville especially is, like... You know, those flyover states, the yeah. little states, everyone, that's Rockville. But I think there's a reason why they chose something just out in the middle of nowhere. Well, that was kind of the, the reason. They purchased 504 acres of land in Rockville. That's about how much I th- land I think Maddie wants for our chickens. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's always like, I just want land for the chickens, <laughs> which the chickens are doing great, by the way. You'll, if you put them on 504 acres, you don't have chickens we anymore. We won't find those chickens <laughs> ever <gone>. again. <laughs> Anyway, in 1909, the committee then requested funds to build a hospital, which was soon followed by an administration building, a powerhouse, and two pavilions flanking the administration building, one for men, one for women. Yes. The main wards featured porches that stretched the entire length of the building for maximum exposure to fresh air, because what was happening in 1909? Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, the big end. So... If we go back to our episode of Waverly Hills Sanatorium. I, could, I was trying to remember if Waverly Hills was TV or not because yes. they believed in the fresh air like being out. And this website doesn't state it. I don't think uh, I'm going to cover it specifically whoever says it. But I did read in my research that the Indiana State Sanatorium only really wanted to take on patients who had a better chance of survival mm-hmm. so that that way their numbers didn't look so bad bad the death toll that's the reason why you should do things yes yeah to look they're like we'll help you as long as there's a chance you can be helped right and their help was we're gonna sit you in the sun for several hours a day it wasn't like a big deal that it's like a south-facing building yeah but you wanted to make sure that like well, rising in the east, setting in the west, you want the porches on the east and west side, so just so they could get maximum exposure. Yeah. Joy. Yeah. 
uh, their numbers still weren't great. I mean, I think by the end, the death toll, again, I don't think the articles, I'm going to be citing this directly, but I read that death toll came up to like 4,000. Yeah. Roughly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which, and that was helping the people who had a good chance of living. They had over 4,000 deaths. And how long was the building functioning for with... Uh, when did you say it opened? It opened in, well, they, they, uh, in 1909 is when they requested funds to okay. build the building. I believe it was, uh, 1911. That is fast. Yeah. Lord. Okay. 1911, but they didn't find a cure for tuberculosis until the seventies, did they? The fifties was when it started to wean. Just, yeah. Kind of filter out. So, I mean. For like 40 years. I mean, about so a thousand that's people a year, a thousand people every 10 or every decade. Sorry. Yes. That's what I, I mean. Meant. That's, I don't know. Again, like I ask these questions like we have a running log of like what's considered a lot. I don't. But I was just wondering. Yeah. I mean, but that, it gives you an idea because uh, I believe Waverly was much higher numbers. Yes. But wasn't it a much larger facility? facility? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> the thing is, this is a large grounds there's a lot of different buildings, but the sanatorium where they were kept specifically, I believe, is much smaller than Waverly. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So moving on. Uh, oh, yes. They had all these porches for maximum exposure to air and sunlight. By 1911, the facility was self-sufficient with a farm and workers. Oh. So that's when it was really picking up. Workers, you say. 1911. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> By 1918, a school was added to the facility. Oh, okay. A superintendent's residence was added in 1922, which was followed by two small bungalow-style houses for physicians. That must be the mansion. Yes. Yeah, it was the superintendent's house. Mm -hmm. The state sanatorium-covered bridge was erected on site in 1913 to transport coal across Little Raccoon Creek. I almost said lake. Uh, is that... that? Well, no. Okay, go on. <laughs> no, because by 2009, the bridge had fallen into disrepair and was subsequently restored and moved to a public road. Okay, so I was going to no say, I do not recall a covered bridge. Yeah, it's not on site Because we now. like a good covered bridge. Yes. I And I need to find out where that bridge went. Maybe we can go find it. Ooh. Ooh, I, you know, ooh, residual... <laughs> clinging spirits you yeah know, like hand motions you guys can't see them but oh yeah dumb. and it's like what could have possibly happened at the bridge we'll get there we'll talk oh. about it the grounds underwent many changes throughout its existence the first major addition came in the 1950s with an addition of a chapel and a new five-story staff residence hall known as adams hall this building was eventually converted into a psychiatric hospital facility mm-hmm by the end of the 50s, the number of patients fell considerably due to the discovery of a treatment to con- uh, to cure TB, yes, tuberculosis. Yeah. So, so like that's a when good thing, technically. It was good, but not great for the facility because now you have this huge building and nobody to put in it. So it's like, mm, well, what do we make it now? Mm-hmm. As a result, they could not admit enough patients to remain open and they uh, shut it down in 1968. Mm-hmm. Now, Lee Allen Bryant... This is the now the name of the five-story building, which, again, the name changed a couple of times, but that is what it ultimately ended up being. It was three owner, or it was uh, three, I guess, owners? I don't know if that's the right word. It was their last name or middle names. 
Whatever. It was three of their names. <laughs> okay. <laughs> By the 70s, private investors. Haha. And the state, they plan to repurpose the complex as an assisted living facility or a nursing home. They propose that the building, or that they build a modern new complex to replace the old tuberculosis ward between the administration building and Adams Hall. Mm-hmm. However, there was a lack of patients that plagued the facility. Just people aren't getting sick, I guess. Goodness. Or they're not wanting to put people in assisted living. Right. In an effort to gain more patients, the state transferred patients from other state mental institutions, which resulted in the mixing of both patients deemed mentally ill and patients in need of assisted living care. You had mentally unstable people living with old people in the same hallways. Yeah, I bet it worked out. Oh, you know, it worked well. And they also... It doesn't state it, but again, in my research, they also put men and women. I was just in the about to say, rooms. wasn't it co-ed? Yes, it was co-ed, and it. You can imagine how that how that how ended that up. happened. Yes. Yeah. The mixing of patients garnered much negative attention toward the facility and became the site of numerous accidents and tragedies as a result of mistreatment and ill conduct. Who? I mean. <laughs> Mistreat, but I feel like that would be mistreatment. It's not necessarily from the staff. Yeah. But it was mistreatment by the staff by putting those two together. Right. And especially the ill conduct to me sounds especially like patient to patient style. Oh, yeah. You had um, physical, sexual abuse, uh, all sorts of stuff going on. Not great stuff. Oh, yeah. Not good at all. Um, where was, oh, in 2006, a patient reportedly went missing from the facility. So this facility was actually open for quite some time. Mm -hmm. 2006, somebody went missing. They later found them deceased in the woods. (laughs) Was it, was it a sanatorium patient or was it a assisted living patient? It doesn't say. Hmm. So... Another incident happened in 2009 when a disgruntled employee shot a fellow co-worker in the facility's powerhouse. And I will expand on that a little bit later. Okay. Um, the facility would lose its license in 2011 and close by 2012. And that's, that's wild. Like when you... Oh, I'll get there. I don't know. Just 10 years ago, this place was still functioning. Yeah. It. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Anyway, the uh, throughout 2000s, the reputation held by Lee Allen Bryant Healthcare had started to head south. Can't imagine uh, why. Yeah, how could that have happened? Wow. So the report of the missing patient, when they said they found him in the woods, they actually found him in the creek three days after he had disappeared. Um, so they lied. Well, when they say in the woods, okay, there's a creek okay, in the woods. So now everybody's got their eyes on this healthcare facility, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's wanting to know, like, mm, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, so it came under fire from the community, of course, and the state was forced to look into the background of the healthcare center and sadly found more negligence in all forms. <laughs> Go friggin' figure. Yeah. Lawsuits and multiple severe violations against the hospital and its nursing staff began to stack up, painting a grim picture for the healthcare center. I hate saying. I highly doubt anybody is surprised by this. Yeah, well, that murder-suicide, 
that happened in 2009, that's what kind of sealed the deal for the facility. Even though it took it almost three years to close down. You said that was the disgruntled employee co-worker? Yes. Okay. It was a Saturday afternoon. An employee of the healthcare center arrived for his shift. He clocked in and apparently just walked to the maintenance building and opened fire on a co-worker. Oh. He then left him for dead and he had shot him in the chest and then went to the boiler room where he took his own life and police determined it was a drug-related murder-suicide. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. After the tragedy rocked this small town of Rockville, the state determined... Rocked it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There is no better option than to close down the problematic center. <laughs> yeah. Slowly throughout the remaining two years of the operation, patients and employees found themselves getting transferred across the state to other facilities that would take them in, just anybody who was available. Right. Which kind of sucks for the families, depending on, you know, what family they had left and where they got moved to. Well, and I feel like, well, no, this was the 2000s. I was going to say assisted living back then was like you dropped them off to be done with them. Yes, for some people, that is the sad truth well well, that's i suppose that's more the sanatorium patients than the than the assisted living patients that's not to say that stuff like that doesn't still happen today because it does like oh yeah it sucks and it's sad but i feel like it was especially taboo back in the 70s when this all started to kick off Mm -hmm. because nobody wants especially with the sanatorium patients nobody wants a mentally ill person in their family so they're like let's just drop them off and forget they exist yeah and then old people people just don't feel like taking care of them lazy well the last patient was discharged in 2011 and could you imagine me the last one what the heck right i could actually thank you i played many a dodgeball game oh my god (laughs) um no one wanted you no facility oh my god jesus anyway the center closed for the last time in 2011 leaving the inside to be eerily preserved as if they were all returning for their shift the next day that is 100 percent true yeah i suppose you have been there so you've seen it i'll talk about it a little bit in my section but that's the thing that gets me about this place is it looks like they clocked out yesterday and then just or for, they clocked out friday and then never never came, came back. back it looks like they got raptured or something yeah. like literally there's st- what is it they say there's still like in in the retirement home there's still curtains separating the beds there's still linens and pillows and clothes gowns yeah the patient's clothes are still in the dressers this i'll say that even though it's going to be a part of my section it's not relevant to anything so it's fine to say it now there was a walkman an rca red walkman sitting on one of the beds with a gospel music cd in it just sitting there yeah and i'm like there's books there's dvds vhs's just oh you can see like the nurse's notes on the whiteboards are like pinned papers up on the cork boards with notes on who's doing what for that shift that day yeah rules on the smoking area rules for your lunch the cafeteria still has trays with cups on it and Mm -hmm. uh super creepy well of course of course we'll post pictures you'll see it but right it just makes me wonder why like when i see places like this because it's happened before why you all they couldn't even give you a second to just pack up it it makes you wonder because it wasn't abrupt i mean this makes it sound like it it was piddled out for like a year or two 
crazy stuff. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it, it just looks like everybody pieced out one day and didn't come back the next. Mm-hmm. So the grounds then would have sat abandoned for about a decade, 10 years. And 10 years did a number on these buildings. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, when you think about 2012, that's what it doesn't feel like that long ago. But when you look at this building, my God. Yeah. Or buildings, I should well, say. Well, and I think the crappy thing is, I'm sure a large portion of that is due to vandalism. Yeah, that's true. But the way the building has just started to deteriorate, too, is... The walls. The, the ceilings, yes. Yeah. But thankfully, someone came along by the name of Greg Larson, and he's actually purchased the the grounds and has... Do we has, know for how much? It doesn't say. No, it mm-hmm. doesn't. Uh, but he became the new owner of the property and took it over in December of 2020. And that's when he got to work on trying to revamp the grounds, not necessarily make it back into a, um, a nursing home or a assisted living facility, anything like that. But he is trying to preserve it. And one of those ways is doing paranormal investigations, or you can go volunteer and help clean up the facility. And they've got several different projects going on. You can actually go to their website and check it out there. But um, still, to to this day, and what are we? This is June, June of 2022. I don't understand how we're <laughs> halfway through 2022 already, but I don't need to get existential right now, all right? <laughs> I know. Anyway, they're still still working on it, still cleaning up and trying to make it better. And not I not necessarily know. functional, but like functional for its purpose. Right. And I don't know what the end goal is, but right now they're focused on doing paranormal investigations, which is wonderful for us and our listeners. I'm glad we jumped on the train before the words bed and breakfast got into the conversation. <sighs> I know. Yeah, we actually got there when he purchased it what December 2020 we weren't there not even a year later yeah we what time, when did we fall. go the first time fall for real it was a uh, covered bridge season wow oh my gosh yeah it was well, it's been a while since we've been there so we got yeah we got in there like 10 months after mm-hmm. and came back around not too for long the, ago for a full-blown tour yep now the last thing i want to cover very quickly is that it's the Indiana State Sanatorium is very quickly making a mark in the paranormal community mm-hmm. uh, because it's already been featured on the Travel Channel. Really? Yes. There's a show called Destination Fear. Okay, I've heard of that. Yes. Uh, it started as a hobby for the people doing it now, and they would take road trips to haunted locations uh, around their native Minnesota. <laughs> of so course. they're not even from here. And then as it gained popularity, they picked up a show on the Travel Channel. That's and wild. Living the dream. Yep. So every year that these people, the Ladens and Wisman, Wiseman and Schroeder are their last names. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take their small production team and they go road tripping and they find haunted locations throughout the country and they each do their own research and select locations for the group. Nice. Yep. So one of the locations that they picked was our Indiana State Sanatorium in Rockville, Indiana. Okay. They already 
uh, already heard about it in what, less than a year? Because this was published, ooh, let me check, uh, December of 2021. Okay. So only a year f- after it was purchased. Right. So once they got on location, they actually separated themselves. And because the place is so large, mm-hmm. they were all able to investigate a different building without being interrupted by other people. I mean, and that is convenient. Yeah. Um, so they did say that, you know, you could yell in one building, like scream or something, if it uh, something startled you and you would not uh, upset or disturb the other people. That's how much room you have here. I mean, 504 acres. Yes. Yeah, it's 100,000 square feet of building space, by the way. So a little bit. That's just a tad, a tad bit That's, of room. My house is almost a hundredth. Of that size. Yeah, and they did comment. I mean, I don't know where these people have gone. I've actually not seen or heard of Destination Fear. But they said this is the most intact interior that they've ever been to. Which is, I was going to say interesting to say, but even though it's sort of in disarray, it's not like dilapidated. Yeah. Well, some buildings. It depends on what you go to. Yeah. And the one thing that everyone comments that this these people said too is it looks like they left yesterday. Yes. It does. That's the first yes. thing everyone says is why does it look so creepy that it looks like someone could walk in right now and just pick up where they left off. Right. Well, that's we watched. Well, how much more do you have left of your? Not a ton. I was okay. just, this is just covering Destination Fear and what they okay. had to say about the building. Um, they did go through all the buildings and they went to the tunnels. Uh-huh. And it says one of the the cast members, Dakota Layden, made the comment and said it didn't feel real. Like how we're how are we the first people here? It's that creepy of a place. Yeah. So they were one of the first people to get to do like a full on investigation. I, that's really cool, though. Yeah. Um, but you can actually I don't know how you can stream it wherever you can stream Travel Channel, but it's. It's available now. It was available December of 2021, so you can see it now. And that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. Is I just wanted to cover what that, what they had to say about it. Yeah. But they said they definitely experienced some stuff there. Okay. Uh, even though it's only been abandoned for a decade, it's, uh, there's quite a bit of activity. Yeah. There. Right. And that's part of what I had a small issue with, not an issue, but was nervous about is like this place just closed 10 years ago just just about 10 years ago yeah and i'm like how haunted can it really be but that i'll say the thing that everyone keeps saying yes the striking part of a big chunk of the eeriness of this location is the fact that when i say it looks like people got raptured on a random (laughs) tuesday that is what it looks like yeah literally even with the clothes there's clothes laying on the bed Mm-hmm. VHS's books, coloring pages that kids left for their grandparents, like yep. anything. Cards and <laughs> amongst other things, which I will get Ooh. to. Oh man. And then Sorry, I'll go ahead and say I I've closed up all the, the history now, but I'm gonna shout out that podcast that I pulled some of the information right, from. Yes. Um it was kind of confusing because I thought the article was actually written by a Courtney Eastman. But the podcast that I pulled some of that information from was Haunted History Chronicles. So 
check them out. I'm sure they it's paranormal, creepy stuff, so I'm sure they're right up your alley. Yeah. Check that out. And that covers my segment. I swear. I'm done now. Cool. No, it was fine. Uh, we also watched separately, but at the same time, probably. Yeah. We found a... Docu- it's not a documentary. We found... A web series. Yeah, a web series YouTube person. Oh, gosh. What is <laughs> what it called? Pod- uh, come on now. Paranormal Quest. Yes. There it is. is. Paranormal Quest. Paranormal Quest also went and did an investigation at the sanatorium and i'll say now the production quality oh yeah they actually it's actually pretty good i've never heard of them before Mm -mm. uh, but i would check them out again i liked it it's just two guys as far as i know two guys on camera oh yeah and they made a lot of the same comments about how they're like the feeling here is eerie because it's like nothing they pointed out silly things that you would never think of they're like look at this trash can like little trash can in the hallway they're like there's a fresh trash bag that somebody put in that trash can thinking it would be filled the next day yeah like they literally however they were stopped they did something as minuscule as like they refilled the trash bags before they left and then they just never came back and why like they genuinely thought oh we'll be here tomorrow yes better change the trash yeah and that's part of the eeriness of it and so on the topic of that i'm going to show megan this picture uh that kind of encompasses that just take that what is on that plate megan there's a you see a plate with a cup a fork and a knife is that like cookie or cake or something yes Look at it. Like, it's almost finished. <laughs> there's just a little lunch tray with your silverware and your plates and your... And there's just a partially eaten cookie, just about eaten, ha- mostly eaten cookie. And it's just sitting the there. Fork. But there are cobwebs on the fork. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like somebody didn't finish their cookie. They're like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and come back and eat that. And then they never did. Yeah, or cafeteria staff were kicked out. You know, before they could clean up. <laughs> right. Or part of me was like, the cookie looks pretty intact, but like, depending on cookies, kind of like McDonald's hamburgers, are they forever? You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it would still be that intact. I it's didn't... not diamonds anymore. It's McDonald's is forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't touch it to see uh, how fresh it was. I just wasn't really in the mood. Yeah. Okay. So it was just me and Maddie on this one. And Maddie was, had the foresight to take notes as we were going because the thing is we do evp sessions we use our cameras whatever but we find that like sometimes we'll take hours hours of footage between all of the things and it's really hard to go through it sometimes especially because we were there so i feel like sometimes we might kind of skim over things that we don't mean to i don't know you listen a little more passively when you were already there and you already did it even though we do try to be as thorough as possible right well it's like watching a movie for the 10th time how much attention are you really paying right so we took notes instead like as things were happening she would whip out her notebook and write down what happened so we could just look back and say oh yeah because there were things i forgot about but she wrote them down so thanks manny (laughs) yeah so this investigation or this flashlight quote-unquote tour was from 7 p.m to 12 a.m and literally, you show up, you pay, you get a bracelet so that there are, there are volunteers walking around throughout the night, and they're at, like, 
how's it going? Like, have you caught anything yet? Blah, blah, blah. They just sort of make sure there's not some funny business going on and that people who are actually paying to be there are the ones that are there, hence the bracelets. Say, the time doesn't sound very long. What was the price on that? Uh, $40 a piece. That's not bad. No, it really wasn't. And especially for the size of the grounds and the the amount of buildings you get to see. So we got... You almost think you'd want more time. Yeah, I will say we didn't stay the entire... We left at about 11 for different reasons, and I'll get to that. But we felt like we had kind of exhausted what we needed at the Mm -hmm. time. So we get there just right at 7, like a little after 7, and we didn't know what to expect. We're like, in our minds, we're like, we're getting there. It's still light out. It's going to be light out for another two and a half hours. Yeah. And so we're thinking it's not going to be super busy, and we pull up. And there is a line out the door waiting to sign in in the office. We're like, well, crap. Oh, no. And there's cars everywhere. And I'm like, and that sounds excessive. Ultimately, it was no Lawrenceville. Like, it was nothing like that, oh, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there were a number of people, but they were kind of in and out throughout the night. And that's a th- the grounds are so big that... Sometimes you would run into people, but there were so many different places that people could be. It wasn't overcrowded anywhere. Mm -hmm. So we spent the first two and a half, literally from seven until it started to get a little dark. We just went building by building across the map and we didn't do any EVP sessions. We didn't do any recordings, nothing. We just walked and we're like, let's feel the vibe, see, like get an idea of the grounds in the light. Yeah. And kind of map out where we want to go after that so they really didn't do any type of tour they just said here's a map have at it Mm -hmm. i don't that's almost was there history on it too or was it very strictly a map no it was little quips it's like this it had it was a hand-drawn map but they had numbers on the buildings that they drew and it said like one you know superintendent's mansion this Mm -hmm. building was used for blah, blah blah in this year Next are the bungalows. These were used for the orderlies. This one. And like, honestly, I didn't mention it. I, I said I'd go back to it and I didn't. You could have just wandered the grounds and not actually gone into the buildings because they said there are several people who would just wander off, walk out of the buildings and like freeze to death or drown. They had someone, I heard something about someone who had climbed the water tower and froze to death up there because a ghost told her to. Oh, what? <laughs> now, I don't know how they, okay. I say that out loud, and I realize, how did they know a ghost told her to do it if they found her and she was already dead? Unless she wrote it in, like, a diary or something. That is creepy. I don't know how they would know that. She had to have written in it, unless the ghost told them that the ghost told her. (laughs) Right. I don't know where that one came from, but I heard that, again, I don't know if these are founded or not, where they got this information, but I actually found quite a few YouTube videos uh, which there's another one I have to show you. It was shorter than the documentary. It was like 22 minutes long. Yeah. Um, I think there's somebody in it. Like you see a part of a person. Oh. Yeah. Okay. See, we'll that's interesting that. because on locations that we've done, I don't tend to look up experiences because I have my own. Like, yeah. why should I look up others? I do. Which maybe that sounds a little <laughs> selfish now that I'm saying it out loud, but... No. Anyway, so we spent the first two and a half hours just getting a lay of the grounds, deciding where we felt the most, whatever. I'll be honest, to each their own, maybe people have had experiences elsewhere. 
this place has only been open for a year and a half. But the trend that I've seen is like nobody talks about the power station. Nobody talks about the bungalows or the mansion. Nobody mm-hmm. talks about the the oh my gosh water tower. Really, it's yeah. really just the Adams Building, the the main sanatorium building, the tunnels, and Lee Allen Bryant, which I think was the retirement facility. Yeah, everything and that held true for us as well we went to the bungalows and we actually spent a decent amount of time we did that before we were there before and checked them out we even spent a little more time we're like maybe there's something here it's like a little tiny blast from the past like you walk in and there's you know nike shoes next to a michael jordan jersey and (laughs) next to the elliptical or whatever like the treadmill Uh in that or what do you call it stationary bike Clearly, I exercise every day. So, <laughs> it the houses themselves, the bungalows had to have been lived in until I, the night. I don't know. There were things in there that definitely led me to believe at least the eighties or nineties. Uh-huh. And really, it just felt like walking into an old like house that had been taken over by squatters. To us, it didn't feel like anything. Okay. And we stayed in there for a while, and we're just like, this is not for us. I went to the power plant area. Maddie got distracted by there were frogs because <laughs> it it looked like a hydro power. There was a lot of like water, like big. Oh my gosh, guys, words are not it right now. Mm. They had made like big containers for water. Oh okay, almost like water turbine stuff. Yeah, and the power building itself is very small. And mm-hmm. I stepped in and immediately got what's her face from Jurassic Park getting chased by the raptors and she locks herself in to try to turn the power back on to the facility vibes. Uh Yes. Okay. (laughs) Very specific feeling. But you know it. Yeah. You know, I walked in and it's just this tiny metal box and there's, you know, the metal steps going down and I look down and the, it's only one floor down, but the whole bottom floor is like partially flooded and there's just like floating a shoe. Oh, no. Uh, Like, manuals, instruction. Like, there's a mini fridge where they kept samples of the water, and there were notes in the mini fridge about what to do with the samples and who to report to. And, like, all these papers just scattered on the countertops. Oh, no. And you said someone got shot in there. Uh, Yeah, that's where... They said it. They said they went to the boiler room, but I don't know if that's what they meant, like, the power... I, I don't know. Because I don't I mean, think there's there a boiler room, is there? there? Would def- not that I know of, but there was definitely like a power source in the bottom of that power, that supply station area. Well, and if I remember the location right, it that's pretty close to where... Because do you remember where they pointed out where he was shot when we went in October? I don't, unfortunately. So it's actually it was behind close to the-, the water tower. Ish kind so the this was if you go to if you're looking at the bungalows go a little bit to the left about 50 yards to the left and then just go down the hills and it's down there i mean i he could have gone across the entire campus right i I don't know but i could 100 percent see that like the vibe in there was weird, but it was also just a giant breeding ground for mosquitoes. <laughs> and mosquitoes love me. They love me. <laughs> so we didn't hang around. And 
but the vibe in there was icky and truthfully we didn't want to investigate anything there for safety reasons because there are just these open aqueduct things i don't know how to just pits of water Uh that are so they're just completely skimmed over with moss and algae and frogs and whatever and we're and then down the hill is like a little creek as well and i'm like it would just take one good tumble and we're not going to deal with that in the dark so we didn't but lady running through the jungle locking herself and turn on the powers of flight of jurassic park vibes remember that (laughs) okay so we focused our attention mostly well we traveled through the tunnels to get (laughs) we traveled through the tunnels to get to the buildings because they're all connected by the tunnels they did they made these tunnels underground to avoid the elements because i mean indiana you get all four seasons and then some so during like the winter the rain whatever sweltering heat they had these underground tunnels so you didn't have to go outside would they also use them kind of the way that Waverly bodies. did? Yeah. That was my idea. I didn't see... That wasn't mentioned on the paper, but I would... I, I immediately thought... <laughs> I immediately thought that's kind of what it would be for. Yeah. So you wouldn't have to, you know, roll them... Roll the dead patients past the dying patients. You're like, oh, just don't look, all right? Ignore. <laughs> yeah. This is where we had our first uh, incident. <laughs> Notable incident. So we walk in, I start to walk through, start to walk into the tunnel and I'm like, it's still daytime. So I'm pretty confident and I turn around and Maddie just starts gagging. Like she's just like, huh? (laughs) When I was like, what is wrong? And she's like, nothing. I'm not nothing. I said, you can't do that. Like you cannot do that in a dark tunnel. And then just tell me it's nothing. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to talk about it right now. I'm like, what do you mean you don't want to talk about like we can exit the tunnel i was like literally just tell me just tell me Mm -hmm. and she walked over to me and turned to tell me whatever it was and started freaking out again and she's Uh, like what it's just a spider (gasps) and i said why would you freak out over a spider like why would you scare me like that and she's like no like look and she like refused to look at it and she's trying to point to me and i'm looking i'm like okay camel crickets they're gross they're scary Uh and she points up and i'm not seeing what she's talking about and she's like do you see that glowing thing and i saw a sheen and Uh i was like yeah and she's like that's its eye Uh, do you you see no No. (laughs) i finally got a good view of it the body was probably that big and it had those like really long legs that go straight in front of it and straight behind it and it's just on the ceiling right above the door to the tunnels so we walked under it and like i'm telling you it's probably it was probably if it splayed out it would probably be my hand or bigger oh oh my god Well, probably my hand oh god no oh god (laughs) um (laughs) no i know i'm getting cold chills talking about it (laughs) so now we are in these tunnels and even if we didn't want to be, we can't leave now because that thing is directly above the door. Well, now you know. Like, And the door, I don't know. I thought the door was propped open when we went the first time. The door was shut and I saw a padlock and I went, did they really shut off the tunnels for this? Mm-hmm. So I went and I pushed the door a little bit and it pushed open, the, but then immediately came back closed. I was like, all right. So we walk in and you just hear the door kind of smack behind us. Mm-hmm. And that's when she looked up and saw this monstrosity. 
it was disgusting i i oh my god so truthfully i wanted to spend more time focusing on the tunnels in the daylight but i was like head down just walk like do not look side to side (sighs) because even that paranormal quest when they went through the tunnels (laughs) he's like there are camel crickets everywhere he's like don't look just walk (laughs) and he's like i'm about to have an anxiety attack (laughs) honestly though so unfortunately luckily we've been through those tunnels before but i did not look up the rest of the time i was like please let's just and these tunnels have to be like a quarter of a mile long like it takes you a minute to get to the next building so i was like just don't look just keep walking i would think so yeah yeah so if you take the tunnel outside you pop out at the bottom floor of the sanatorium main building and we check that out that one's three floors that's connected to the nursing home area which is only one floor which then connects to the adams building which is five floors so really that that chunk 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 thing is what we focused on yeah and and the tunnel i will say that okay so we do our rounds night is falling we have to tinkle so we tinkle as we plan (laughs) (laughs) like we went back up to the the main office to go to the bathroom because that's where the only functioning bathroom is and they were just like oh like is everything cool we're like yeah we just have a potty actually and they're like did you walk across like did you walk all the way around here just to get here and we're like yes (laughs) oh my god well because now i'm like there are people all over the place with walkie talkies and stuff i'm they're probably like look at these two idiots like we took the long way back Uh uh-huh instead of just like cutting through the tunnels again because we're like we can't be fools (laughs) like sorry (laughs) yeah and honestly as we were passing people that were saying things like let's check out the tunnel i wanted so badly to say don't but i (laughs) but i didn't i was like i will let them find out for themselves i don't know Uh, yeah Okay, now you've got the vibe, the feeling that we had, and now we're finally <laughs> going to get into, like, some of the actual... stuff. The serious stuff, okay. sorry. I had to, like, paint a picture for you, okay? It is well, a, thanks it, for that. It's a very interesting building. So we start in the sanatorium building, actually, the three-story administration building. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And let's see oh yeah so we're starting to walk through. see I, also her handwriting is fun sometimes so i'm trying to decipher <laughs> the first one we started our investigation it was like dusk getting to be about dark dark mm-hmm. but we're like it's i mean it's 9 30 we only have till midnight like we have all these buildings we should right. probably start as we're walking there's like I don't want to say cartoonish. It's not cartoonish. Think of like a stock soundbite used in scary movies of a man screaming. Just like the, ah, like that sustained for like two or three seconds and then just stopped and no one reacted. Like we can hear people kind of throughout the building and stuff and like nobody reacted. And we were like, what? (laughs) So... And actually, this is questionable since there other people. Yeah, okay, so she made the same notice. I'm telling you. I even, I was there when this happened, but I'm making sure I'm reading it correctly. So yeah, she even said, questionable since there were other people here. There were other people in this building with us. There was that long scream and nobody said anything, but like we both heard it. 
Right. And then actually not too long after that, there was another scream, almost again like a stock scary movie scream, but this time a woman, long sustained, and no one reacted. Do you... Were they testing the acoustics? I don't know. Like, I mean, here's the problem that we run into with situations where we do not pay for private overnight investigations. Private overnight investigations are expensive, and we would obviously love to do them every time if we could. But alas, we are not made of money. Yeah. Patreon.com slash or so they say pod. (laughs) Um, And so we have to do these tours sometimes. And I will say overall, the people at this investigation were much more professional slash respectful than other places we've been. Lawrenceville. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Who said that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, and actually there was a couple there that they had both had GoPros on. He, they had like the fluffy road mic oh. attached to like a thermal camera and they were full blown, like going for it. Mm-hmm. On, I was like, honestly, I'm a little jealous. We kept bumping into them, and I think we both understood, like, we're just doing our thing. Right. It's fine. <laughs> so two random screams already, and it's not even, like, dark, dark, and no one's reacted. But, yes, almost any vo- verbal, vocal evidence we have is in question because there's other people. Right. But it was just odd to me that nobody else, because it sounded far off like it was off at the end of the building or even in another building, and the people that were in our building did not react the way we did. Yeah. It was, they were just like, couldn't be bothered. Hmm. So, interesting. Let's see. Lower in room, got, oh, see, I said this was going to be interactive. (laughs) I'm going to read the notes and then explain. This one says... Bones in room got a picture in staff kitchenette. Oh, okay. I'm going to show you. There are three of them if you swipe left. We saw, so we opened this door and we're like, ooh, staff kitchenette. I'm going to pass the phone. Ooh, staff kitchenette. And then we saw the counter. I was like, oh, there's a bunch of dirt on the counter. Look closer. I mean, it's definitely animal bones. Yeah. The jaw bones are pretty small, but it still has teeth intact. If you swipe to the next picture, I tried to take it in a way that you can see. The animal died exactly as it was laying. Oh. You see, it's like, it looks like someone just very carefully laid an animal down. And it's like, there are little bugs and stuff. It's like, it just got eaten very quickly in place, laying down. Legs are crossed. Uh Uh-huh. And then there was another... So there was a completely intact, almost every bone, like, including, like, individual vertebrae and connecting the feet and everything was completely intact, and then off to the side was another skull just looking at it. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So not necessarily paranormal, but uh, really unsettling. Yeah. And it was big. Like, that's... It's gotta I, be like a possum or... I was gonna say, I don't know if... I Yeah, you can't really tell, but that's like a big like igloo water jug next to it. Yeah. So it's like bigger than a rat. Yeah. Kind of like the size of a squirrel, but like, I don't know. It was just very eerie that we're looking around and I was like, oh, there's dirt on the table. And Maddie's like, no. <laughs> and it's just a perfectly preserved skeleton. Mm. Yep. So fun stuff. Good times. 
there are times where we're so there these buildings are very dilapidated so there's like pieces of the wall that are down like pieces of the ceiling that have chipped away broken up tiles on the floor but there was a point where we were walking and we both stopped at the same time and i was like why did you stop and i can't remember exactly what we both thought we heard something and what it sounded like was a a third set of footsteps with us like our steps weren't quite lining up with whatever we were hearing and we stopped and at this point this is in the administration building we Mm -hmm. heard there was like talking and laughing and ha 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 all throughout the building until this point and then Mm -hmm. when we stopped to listen for those footsteps there was no one else in the building they had all moved on to the next building Uh uh-huh so spooky stuff scary stuff scary stuff yeah (laughs) <laughs> this is kind of, this is one is a little uh i don't want to say personal but we went into the superintendent's mansion and actually the mansion i think housed doctors as well mm-hmm. and we both got really bad cramps like cramps oh yeah and because she started to say something and i was like man it just feels like someone is kicking me in my uterus like this is not good <laughs> uh-huh. and we had the thought of if it housed doctors i hate the whole tap like everyone makes it so taboo and blah, 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 like doctors were doing abortions out of their out of their houses well where else were they gonna do abortions like they weren't allowed to do them right so but we're over here like immediately both of us stepping into the mansion and not for the rest of the night outside of the mansion had really bad cramps and we're like what if this doctor performed what if this was a doctor that performed abortions here i don't know speculating but interesting to me yeah (laughs) okay can i believe that because the same thing with the whisper estates they talked about uh the guy who uh gosh the doctor i can't remember his name would do the abortions and yeah 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 Yeah. and i felt not great there Mm -hmm. being pregante yeah (laughs) stepping in that mansion we both had really bad cramps and then after we left we didn't for the rest of the night so mm -hmm. (laughs) then we went to oh we went back to the tunnels because the tunnels are mostly connected to the administration building and we're like, we hate the spider, but, like, we have to check out the tunnels. Like, we just feel feel like we have to. Mm-hmm. So we went in, and here we actually used the EMF reader. We used the laser grid, and we used a voice... I thought we used a voice recorder. We didn't. Okay. And we're using this EMF and laser... Like, we actually kept it very simple on this. Those are... The laser grid, the EMF, and a voice recorder are the only things we used on this because we feel like sometimes, and especially with just the two of us, we get so focused on the technological side of things that we don't just, like, focus in the moment. Yeah. And, I mean, we could have dismissed the whole cramp thing had we been focusing on the cameras and the the voice recorders and the EMF and the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. So we're in the tunnel, set up this light grid. It's, like, dizzying. It is so dark and so quiet in there. There is, like, dripping water... So you have to kind of take that into account. Right. And uh, people were walking through, but eventually it was like deafening and silent. Like people had moved on and there was no other sounds but us breathing. Mm-hmm. So we have the EMF asking questions like, you know, is there anybody down here? You can talk to us, come touch the light, like make the lights on the wall move, things like that. And the EMF like shot completely up all the way up twice and we're like 
uh, if that was you, could you, like, please do that again? Yeah. And it took, like, I'm not talking minutes. It took a moment. But it went back up again and came back down. We're like, okay, well, thank you for talking to us. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, if you want to keep, like, is there anything you want to say? Whatever. Can you make a noise? And then I saw, she didn't quite see, but if I hadn't known any better, I thought she, like, vaped in the tunnel or something like that. I saw a mist. I was like, what was that? And as I was trying to explain to her that I saw a mist in front of me, you see the lights. Like, it looked like something walked in front of the light grid. Oh. I said, huh? <laughs> and it w- and I was like, maybe our eyes are just playing tricks on us. And you see the lights move again. And then the lights move again. And we're like, and there's no one in this hallway with us, I promise you. Uh-huh. And we're like, what is going on? And then an- another one happened enough that we're like, I'm going to turn on my light. I have to see what's happening. Uh-huh. There was a bat. No. Man. Dang it. I was excited. Because there was like knocking noises and ticking noises and then the light grid started moving. It was a bat. I like I was getting not that the light grid hasn't been helpful in the past, but this was right. genuinely like the lights were moving. The lights were disappearing and reappearing. And I'm like, something is in front of this light grid. Mm-hmm. It was a freaking bat. Which I love bats, but like, hello. I freaking love bats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's frustrating. I was excited. No, I know. Well, I mean, that doesn't explain the mist thing. No. But like, unfortunately, now the knocking is out the window, the tapping, and especially the light grid is out. Right. But that doesn't explain the EMF. That, the bat the EMF shouldn't have set that off. Yeah, it completely spiked twice. And then we asked if they could do it one more time. It went to like yellow uh-huh. and came back. We're like... All right, cool. And then people started to show up. We're like, all right, well, we're going to move on to the next thing. Like, thanks, because the bat kind of threw off our game. Right. Well, the only thing that should be saying off the EMF is uh, electricity. <clears throat> Sorry. I don't know what's happening. The electronic or uh, electromagnetic field, if you will. A bat wouldn't do that. Correct. Then another notable thing is we were in the at- we were very interested in the Adams building because it housed the sanatorium patients and but like not the great ones (laughs) and it was the first floor was like administration stuff second floor was men third floor was women fourth floor was co uh, no i'm sorry first second and third floors were all co what in the world (laughs) here we go first floor minutes First and second floor is co-ed. Stop. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Third floor was just women. Fourth floor was just men. Fifth floor was dangerous men. Dangerous and, like, highly disturbed men. Why would you put them on the highest floor? Yeah, well, you know, because also, if you recall from that video that we watched, and also, I think it was mentioned while we were there, in one of the fifth floor rooms, someone... Yep. Yeah, the awning mm-hmm like jumped out a window and Bloop. hit the awning yeah yeah and i came across that a couple of times too mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. so obviously we were pretty excited about this one mm-hmm. we go in we the first and second floor is actually that's depending on where you're entering that's where like the dining area and stuff is and that's where we found the plate with like just the eaten food that it's like i'm gonna come back and finish this and they just never did yeah there was a bit man we thought someone was sitting at the table at the end and we flashed a light and it's like a giant teddy bear just staring at the table i'm like okay thanks (laughs) jerk wow (laughs) uh 
we nothing notable on the first and second floor we go to the third floor and there is a little rock there's like a glider chair uh-huh. and we're like hot like what if someone what if the glider chair started moving ha 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 and then we're like like no for real so we oh. put the light grid on it and start an evp session uh-huh to ask if there's anybody there saying like hey this is the women's floor we're women like you can talk to us blah 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 uh-huh and the evp the only thing we really got is there's a point towards the end again it's hard to say because there are people walking around and we notate in the recording when you can hear people talking in the background but there's a point where i was like hey we're gonna wrap it up if there's anything else you want to say to us like now's the time to say it and you hear what sounds like almost like an exasperated like i was gonna say something like a sigh like that it just goes and but it didn't fit with either of us talking and the people that were talking in the background were like in the stairwell away from us not up against the recorder like that right and i feel like there was also kind of like a moan Mm -hmm. that we we found it's a weird it almost you know our like eerie music at the beginning or eerie background noise at the beginning end of the episodes it sounded a little like a moan like a ooh. Uh huh. Which is like kind of weird. Again, why would someone be making that noise? <laughs> right. And that close to your recorder. Right. So we didn't sit there long, but there was a point where we stopped asking questions and just sat to see if the laser grid would move. And you just hear something metallic fall down the elevator shaft. Hmm. And we're like, all right. Well, was that you? <laughs> and. I don't think we got any more out of that, but we're like, we're going to go upstairs and see. I will say when we got to the, was it the fourth or fifth floor? On the fourth floor, the elevator shaft is all messed up, but the elevator is actually mostly sat at the fourth floor doors open, but uh-huh. there's a gap. Oh. So mm-hmm. is there's always the possibility that a rodent, a bat, a person could have knocked a little something, something down the down. elevator shaft. Yeah. So we hate to dismiss that. But possibly, probably. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I'm like, again, reading these notes. Few knocks behind. Oh, yeah. After we heard the little elevator shaft, ding, ding, ding. Then it almost sounded like someone knocked on the wall behind Maddie. And that's when we were like, was that you, homie? But then people started showing up and we're like, all right, never mind, I guess. Hmm. Okay. See that? Going back to that paranormal quest video on youtube again it's free you can watch it there mm-hmm. they had quite a bit of that happening though and it was just the two of them lots on the of ground. knocking and stuff uh, yeah things falling there's actually at one point they had some stationary cameras set up and you can see a rock just rocket past the camera like barely misses their camera mm-hmm. and it's a lot of knocking and a lot of like background footsteps. noise for just like um yeah footstep dragging yeah what at one point it was almost it said footsteps drag footsteps drag Drag. and it's almost like you can almost picture somebody pulling like maybe a bag of linens down the hall Mm -hmm. or god forbid something else yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. it kind of made me think of that and they did notate there was one point where the rock that fell uh or what sounded like a rock falling um they said it's very possible it could have fallen from the ceiling, but it was the only time it happened. So yes, mm. yeah, it's and it, and it was crazy. Like their notations were like two minutes later, 
three minutes later, one minute later, five minutes later. Like, it was consistent the entire time this camera was rolling. There was some kind of knocking, scratching, footstep, dragging, something. Well, and you saying you hear that, even though there were other people in the building, I don't know. I mean, as much as they caught on in, on camera and on voice recordings, it may be legitimate. Maybe, yeah. That's I'm like, yeah, there's animals and stuff, and it's an open building and blah, blah, blah. But, like, that was a lot of noise for an extended period of time. Right. And this building's not settling anymore. It's settled, okay? Like, there's nothing else to to settle. Right. So there were some physical things that were questionable. So, first of all, you see this man sitting. You see that man sitting. It's a picture. Yeah. What's wrong with his face? I know. It looks creepy, right? He's actually smiling. He actually is a very cute looking old man. Oh, it's like a beard. Okay. But no, that I thought his weird. face was like... His uh, jaw was dis like dislocated. Uh-huh. It's very creepy from afar, isn't it? Yes. I, and it's laying on a bed on a hospital gown. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I were like, uh, let's remember to come back to this room. Well, we did remember to go back to that room. Uh, but the picture was not in the same spot. It's now on the door to that room. You think somebody moved it? That's now this is the crappy. It all comes back to it is very hard when there are other people in the building. Like I said, everyone, as far as I could tell, was being really respectful of the location. But now this picture, instead of being on the bed, was tucked behind a sign on the doorway to the room. Yeah. So, yes, somebody could have moved it. But we're like, I'm walking again. I'm like, which one had the picture on the bed? And I'm like, looking at room, looking at room. And then I see something on the door. I said, what is that? And we get closer. And it's it's our old man again. I've I wish were there young people there was teenagers. There were, I wouldn't say teenagers. There were two kids there. I say kids. They had like Indiana State University shirts on, but it was like a couple. It was a boy and girl. Not that that makes them a couple or not. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That is kind of annoying. I, I mean, that'd be intense if you were there alone. But well, and if you look at the the timestamps, so the first time we took that picture, the, when it was on the bed, was at eight thirty two p.m. When it ended up in the door, it was 10.02 p.m. So an hour and a half that it could have been moved. Two, and that's... Two and a half. Hour and a half. 8.32. Right. 10 You're right. 10.02. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> but, I mean, it was still enough that we're like, you know what? We're going to do an EVP session in here. And right. we were going to ask if this was the guy's room and if he liked to hear and blah, blah, blah. Ugh, inconclusive. Nothing really on the EVP. Even though the room was like... It felt like something. Mm-hmm didn't have any actual evidence for it there's a creepy monkey in a hallway in a in a wheelchair (laughs) there was a bat in the ceiling oh hi bat i know we like that (laughs) Uh, we got our bones here we do have there's you remember seeing that that's the administration building yes we'll have these pictures up on social media on the website that if those of you that have been following along the website will, <laughs> we it are, will it's like there. under some heavy maintenance right now. We'll get there. Yes. A creepy doll in a window. We'd love to see it. Oh, God. And then this lovely Christmas card. Read the Christmas card. <laughs> to the audience. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what does it say, Megan? <laughs> you want yeah. Okay, so the printed text is, May the true spirit of Christmas bring you peace and happiness. 
And then handwritten below that is <laughs> from beautiful Lisa to queer bait Betty. <laughs> Why? And, and it really looks dated. Like it doesn't look oh, like something sorry. that was left. Am I allowed to say that? You made me say that now. What? Queer? Yeah, queer oh. bait. I feel like that's oh. a not good. Okay, well, they wrote it. No, that one is fine. It's all in the context, who you're saying it to, and what intent you have. So Happy Pride Month, by the way. Happy, oh, yeah. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month, queer bait. So- <laughs> Y'all, don't be fooled by those rainbow flags on it. All the corporations do yeah, your research. Instead, send your money to a gay directly me like i love that stupid post but it's true it's like don't give your money to corporations that are just going to change after this month like give your money to me directly yeah <laughs> and like please feel free to do so patreon.com slash or so they say pod <laughs> give me my cash app <laughs> i don't have a cash app someone tried to get me to set that up i was like homies i use venmo lauren i use zelle i also well i use chase bank which uses zelle so it all comes back around Anyway, anywho. Also, there was a really creepy, creaky door that I took a video of, literally for a potential soundbite. It was like a creepy door. Yeah. That's all I have. Although I don't know how it came off to you guys. I don't know if it wasn't very exciting or was very exciting. But I'll tell you, do we rate it? We haven't rated in so long. Yeah. I we can't. Um, I mean, yes. We just rate the ones we've been to, because it's not fair to rate the other place if you've never been there. Right. So I guess I was just about to kind of go into an explanation what, of what essentially we're going to rate, so let's just rate it. Mm-hmm. That's what I have for my experience. So Okay. Good. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so we're going to go into rating it, which we haven't done in a very, very long time, where we, on four different aspects, rate if we think this place is haunted or not. Mm-hmm. or worth it worth visiting worth visiting is a better way to put it because the first one is historical accuracy on a scale of zero to five we're going to rate the historical accuracy based on our findings yeah smack mm. my lips there sorry i, sorry, I, I was, was thinking disgusting. i was <laughs> thinking really hard and sucking on my lip so okay well yeah are you ready on a scale of one to five right? i've thrown in zeros before yeah let's zero say zero to five because we had a full-blown zero not too long ago oh my god zeros across the board yeah um yeah sure okay ready yeah sure three two one four, four. yay <laughs> we still got it <laughs> i was nervous i'm like <laughs> and it's not even that anything substantial happened to back up the historical act like claims but also nothing to discredit it and taking into account other people's experiences especially the footstep drag footstep drag like oh yeah and if that other video which i didn't cover and i'm sorry i cannot remember the name of it um it's a short video but shorter it's 22 minutes or something like that anyway there's a part where and honestly i missed it i went through the comments and someone said hey at five minutes and 14 seconds were you alone or someone else in the building and they come and said well i guess i'll have to find out and they never (laughs) followed up that was a couple of months ago and you can very clearly see when you go back to that time marker they move the camera past one of the um dorm rooms i don't Mm -hmm. know what building they're in you see a foot and a hand and then they move Ooh, yes it's daytime by the way this is in the middle of the day that's like the screw actually 
to back up the historical accuracy based on our findings as few as they may have been. Mm -hmm. The random screaming was coming from we were in the administration building when it happened and it was coming from our I don't know how to explain it. I say the right. That doesn't mean anything to anybody. Mm -hmm. But it was coming from this direction. Do you know what building was that direction? The sanatorium. Oh. Mm. Okay. The direction of the screams was where the you know mental patients were kept yeah Hmm. so yeah even though you guys i we really need to ante up and just do a private tour investigation of our next place we do and we'll get to that we'll get to that at the end of the rating which the next rating is going to be on scare scare level. level yes okay i can't really I I did go there once, yes. It was during the day, which isn't bad. Honestly, if you've got residual hauntings, residual spirits, you're probably going to experience more during the day, which they said they had. And while we were there, we actually did experience something oh, I can contribute. Holy cow. There we go. It was near the nurse's station. Do you yeah. remember we... <laughs> I was walking with... Um, the uh emf reader yeah and i walked down one of the halls and i was joking around and i said come on bingo's about to start because it was the nursing it was the nursing home area and i mentioned we had saw like bingo cards or something i forgot about and i said hey bingo's about to start come on and the light lit up (laughs) and i was like what and i said what did i say i'm like take my hand and i'll i can take you down to to bingo to bingo yeah and it lit up again i said shut up i love bingo (laughs) i know we we connected in that moment um and we did start to do the the light the mag light test if you will yeah i actually set it down in the nurse's station Mm. and it did flicker um it just wasn't consistent no it wasn't consistent enough for us to say for sure if it was something or not but it was i mean that did happen um and the screams that we heard were in the daylight yeah and the group that we walked through with in october back in october it was just two other girls two other gays as a matter of fact <laughs> yeah we can't and, assume but let's assume oh definitely <laughs> <laughs> they were a couple and um we they ended up seeing something to or pointing something out. And I want to say it was in the administration main hallway or okay. near it. Yeah. I can And I think I saw it too, like some, like a shadow or something, which was very weird considering it was light out and you just see a movement of light. And that definitely catches your eye. Mm-hmm. And when there aren't trees or bushes around to create that, you know, yeah. So I guess I could rate, I could try to rate scare level with you. Okay. Yeah. And I think I've, I think I know what I want to say. Okay. Ready? Yeah. All right. Three. I don't know if it's fair two. for me to, sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. I'll do okay, it. Whatever. Okay. Uh, three, two, one, three. Two. Mm. It just didn't feel foreboding to me. But you also were only there in the daylight. Yeah, and, and mine we is just slightly spookier because <laughs> mine was in the nighttime, and all I talked about was playing bingo. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's I hate to say scary, like scare level. I don't know if we're ever going to change that going forward, but to me, it wasn't scary, but there were vibes. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah, 
Yeah. The vibe level. <laughs> yeah, the vibe level. We got to keep up with the times, be relevant. Uh, I, I wasn't, I can't even think of anything slang to say, but. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so we got historical accuracy scare level. We're on believability next. Belie- how much do we believe that this place is haunted? I have mine. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, four. four. Yep. Because I can't, I, there's always, there is always room for error. Yes. There's always room for improvement. But this place, between the little bits that we got in our two visits and the little bits that we've seen from other investigations. Yeah. The fact that it's something. Just, it's gotten a lot of draw in the last year, year and a half. Like, I mean, marketing, good marketing will do that, but also we've seen firsthand this is what i was trying to say before we started reading is i don't know if this was exciting for all of you to listen to uh i me retelling my story everybody likes to retell their own stories so i liked it but even though it didn't maybe didn't come off like much happened it's still there is something there i don't know how to explain it it's just one of those you need to go to understand yes because looking back on it now trying to retell it i'm like maybe it wasn't so much but in the moment man i don't know yeah 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 so our overall rating of indiana state sanatorium basically what we think of it as a whole do we think it's haunted do we recommend and do we recommend it to you guys i know mine yeah ready yep three two one Four. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't go five. There's no reason not to. The price is right. Um, mm-hmm. is, don't go trespassing. Honestly, pay, help them, support them. Yeah, they, I mean, that money goes towards them trying to make these grounds walkable. Like, the buildings are be- being dilapidated. Like, they're trying to keep them in a condition where you can actually walk through. Because there are plenty yeah, of places that safely. they still, they have. Uh, caution taped off and like boarded off places that you still cannot go because they are unsafe to walk on like in the bungalows one of the bungalows they have long pieces of wood that you have to walk on that wood or you will go through the floor yeah like so they're trying to make it safe but still keep the integrity of the place groundskeeping paying the well yeah paying the volunteers to be there yeah, we're talking 504 acres of land. I don't know if they still own that much, but that is... A it, lot to maintain. Even if they don't own all that, just where the buildings are, that is so much upkeep. Yeah. So, so yeah. just involve yourself in some way. I think I think it's worth the visit, definitely. Yeah. I want to go back. I'm sad I didn't get a chance to go. I'm just... Your little feeties are swollen still. They are well, better. They're a lot better, a but like, fact. <laughs> I, I didn't expect you to walk an entire facility for five hours right away. It's not even the walking, it's leaving my child for that long. That, I mean, there we, I guess you're being a little more practical than me. <laughs> I'm getting better at walking, guys. I That was one of my uncommon symptoms is the amount of swelling in my body. It was after. like cartoonish. I was laughing but like in a scared way, looking at my legs, <laughs> my calves were so big they stretched my leggings. I was like, "What's going on?" Right. Your so feet sad. are bruised from trying to wear shoes. Shoes, yeah. yeah. I was wearing flip flops and my feet are bruised. But anyway, yeah, that's, whatever. Yeah. That has nothing to do with this. So that is the Indiana State Sanatorium in Rockville, Indiana. Yep. And man, it feels good to be back. 
I know. Hope I don't. I don't know the next investigation I'll be able to go on. Like I would like to. Uh, it's just someone I'd have to leave her overnight or for a few hours, and I'm just like. Oh. <laughs> well, I've I've been looking into locations depending on how it works out. I know there's one that I really want you to go to, so we'll see when we end up going. But. Oh, I've got a couple lined up that I'm yeah. just like, do I want to tell you? Do I want to miss out on them? I don't know. I haven't decided. Who knows? <laughs> okay, well. That's it. That's going to wrap it up, I guess. It is. So It felt next good. Week, it felt right. It did. Yeah. It was fun. And this is so dumb. We're recording this in the daylight for one of the first times in a long time. I know so weird that's what you get when one of us has a day off and one of us just sits at home with a baby for now for now luxury will be gone soon not soon relatively soon (laughs) we'll see i don't don't know know. but next week we will be visiting keep up with the u.s alphabet yeah we're going to colorado yes so if y'all want to take any guesses about where we're going do that say send us a message a dm an email a facsimile tell us <laughs> yes <laughs> let us know where you think we're hitting up next and we'll see you next week we will okay peace out okay bye bye thanks for listening mixing editing and music is by kelsey ingram our cover art is done by both of us visit our website at or so they say pod.com you can find links to our facebook instagram twitter and tiktok all at or so they say pod If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash or so they say pod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find Or So They Say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See See you next week. week.